Hey, listeners, ever have trouble getting someone on the phone when you have a question about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person any time, day, or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Did you know that it is Asian American Pacific Islanders Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Carden, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meath. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA Scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native, Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. And then I said to myself, like a light bulb went off, I said, that's it. I want to be the Latino dick pork. That's what I want to do. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Literally. My good friend Mario Lopez is dropping by today. I have such respect for him. No one works harder. No one is nicer. You know, I, I have to talk to lots of people, you know, when I'm out promoting stuff and it just always warms my heart when Mario's on the other end of the camera or microphone, but I'm turning the tables on him today. Yes, I am. I'll be asking the hard questions of him today. Yes, I am. Uh, that's the new Rob interviews Mario theme that I just came up with and I hope you liked it. Here we go with Mario. What's happening, brother? What's going on, man? Thank you so much for uh, having me on your your show. I appreciate it. I mean, how many times have we done this, but the tables have turned? I know. I know. And you know how I feel about you. have been a fan for years, and you've been so gracious with your time uh, on my shows and radio show uh, over the years. So uh, this is a real treat. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great. Are you kidding me? I mean, we always have such a good time together. It's always whenever... I have to go out and promote something. I'm always happy when it's your smiling face on the other side of the microphone or the or the television camera. How's your summer been going? My summer's been uh, really, really good, really busy, ironically, even though we're in the middle of the strike. Um, I've been busier than ever because the shows that I do that you just mentioned uh, are under the news division. So I've got access daily which is sort of like my daytime talk show, which comes out, you know, 12 noon NBC and then Access Hollywood later on that night at 7.30 on, on NBC. Both of those fall under the news division. So I'm able to still do those every day. And then I also have a nationally syndicated radio show that I do for iHeart called On With Mario. So it doesn't affect any of those things. Yes. And then um, I happen to have squeezed in a game show that's going to be coming out <laughs> later in the fall. So it was really busy. The only thing I haven't been able to do, and I usually kind of squeeze in around this time, is um, I do a little holiday film. 
towards the end. And uh, I usually will will appear in one and then I'll produce another. But that obviously has been put on hold because of the circumstances. But other than that, I've been busy with all my other stuff. I love it. You're so industrious. Industrious is the best word and it really describes you well. I got to hear about the game show. Tell me about the game show. So this, we just came up with this game show. I've always liked this space. and the Yeah, I love it. I love game show spaces. I love them. It's so much fun. But there's no better feeling than giving away money right? to people. That's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> it's like, I'm always rooting for them and, and I'm playing along with them. Obviously, I have to uh, be uh, uh, non-biased and, and uh, can't cheer for anyone in particular, but... When whenever someone wins the grand prize, it's uh, it's the best feeling. It is. It's it's. I I've got some stuff upcoming in that space as well, and I never thought I would be in that world. But I I love trivia, history, knowledge, words, all love all of it, dude. When I was fifteen, I was on the. This makes me laugh. The amount of money in the title, the ten thousand dollar pyramid. Wait, that's the one that Dick hosted. Yeah, and Dick <laughs> fucked up my introduction three times. I was 15 years old. And, oh, wow. And it was Dick Clark. He's the man. And he was like, wow. every, he was like our, con, our contestant, Ron Loeb. Awesome. And then I was like, oh, God. It was the greatest. It was in New York. And it was a celebrity version. I was on a sitcom. So they had like all these like fledgling sitcom young kids competing against adults in shows. And That's I was funny. competing against Tony Danza and I absolutely eviscerated him. Ooh. Every single game. I got to the, I got to the pyramid one. Yeah, yeah, I won yeah. everything. It was, it was amazing. I love that. And, 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 I, and I love you some Tony Danza too. And I bet he was dying. Dying. This little ratty kid came over here. Yeah. And- <laughs> that's the best story you have the best story it's funny that you mentioned dick clark because i had the pleasure um and honor of working with him oh wow a couple of years we did a show back in you'll appreciate this it premiered on uh the day before 9 11 oh boy okay i was like 9 11 was on a tuesday if you remember and this was on the monday we did really well then all of a sudden the world changed and yeah. that consumed television for the next i don't know how many months but and, but we got to do it a couple of seasons and I got to work with Dick and it was basically the male version of The View. That's at least how they try to do it. It was called The Other Path. Oh. So it was Dick Clark in sort of that Barbara Walters role, Dr. Jan Adams, who was this Harvard um, professor uh, turned plastic surgeon who ended up becoming known for being the doctor who worked on Kanye West and his mom passed away in the operating table. Whoa. And then it was, yeah, then it was Diane Bonaducci. Oh my it was wild. God. Oh my God. <laughs> and then it was me. I was like the young single guy at the time. So we did that for actually two and a half seasons. And then we became really close. And because of that experience, Dick sort of changed my mind. He changed my mind as far as my whole outlook on sort of my career, uh, that there are no rules. Why not be able to do it all? You're like a natural host. You like people. Cause, and I do, I love hosting, whether it's game night at my house, you know, having barbecues or just people over. Just, I just, I want to make sure people are having a good time and I just like to kind of entertain them. So we sort of switched my thinking and everything. I'm like, yeah, why not? There are no rules. And so I was proud to eventually call him a friend. And then I said to myself, like a light bulb went off. I said, that's it. I want to be the Latino Dick Clark. And that's what I want to yeah. do <laughs> later on. Well, I love because there's nobody like him. People forget he built Dick Clark Productions, one of the early great legendary. Yeah. I mean, the, he invented the Golden Globes. Yes, he absolutely did. He used to have a van, Rob. 
He had a van, I don't know if you know, and he gutted the van out and he bolted a desk in there and he lived in Malibu and he'd drive in and his offices were Burbank and we shot the show in Burbank and he'd drive in and he'd be on his desk working on the way in this. It was the weirdest thing. The weirdest I thing. didn't realize he was one of the early adapters of the of the driving desk. Yeah, the mobile office. The mobile yeah. office. He was such a stud. He really was. He was. And and it's always funny to I always like to watch you and Ryan Seacrest because I'm like, only one will end with the mantle of our <laughs> Dick Clark. You know, it's funny with Ryan, I happen to know for a long time, we lived in the same apartment complex for like five years. No way. Yeah, I swear to God, it was the weirdest thing. So he was from Atlanta in Georgia and he came out. We both used to live on this apartment complex called uh, Park Point in Burbank on Hollywood Way and Verdugo. Amazing. And at the time, it was like, I'm putting it out because it was a long yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> it still exists, yeah. by the way. But... At the time, there was a bunch of, like, of the cast of Fresh Prince, not Will Smith, but the other, Alfonso Barrett, Tatiana Ali. They lived there, the cast of Days of Our Lives. It was like a little Melrose place. Yeah. And Ryan lived there with another buddy named Mark Tenaz. And he, they were like two doors down from me. And we were all around the same age. And then we all just kind of, you know, became buddies. And then he was doing the radio at the time. So there's a lot of six degrees. I yeah. You have been in this way too damn long. It's going on 40 years, this, uh, <laughs> This uh, next month, it feels like yesterday when you were, you know, canoodling Fergie on uh, <laughs> what the hell was the name of that show? That was Kids Incorporated. Kids yeah. Incorporated. God, that was the best. That was so much fun. I'm trying to bring that back, like a new modern iteration. I don't know how they. What was Tommy Lynch uh, was the producer, and I don't know how we got away with. There were there were songs that were on the Billboard charts at the moment, and somehow we were able to go re-record them, and, and it was sort of like Kids Bop. Before kids yeah. bought. And then we recorded them and then we were able to play them on the show. Um, but we really played the instruments. We really sang dance. And Martika was on that with Sean Patterson, another R&B great artist. Jennifer Love Hewitt, Stacey Ferguson. Like they, they all, everybody really sang. And, and um, it was like a, the Mickey Mouse Club, but another version. Did, what was the theme? There's a theme, right? There was a, there was a restaurant... Yeah, so you had like a, a song restaurant. at the beginning. Of kids, kids incorporated. That, oh, kids! Oh, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I D S kids incorporated. We're gonna have it. We're kids. And yes, exactly. Damn. That was a long time ago. I was ten when I got that. I was ten years old. Okay, what's the audition process to get Kids Incorporated at, as a ten-year-old? I remember it actually. I can't believe this, but I remember it. And it was like one of those old school cattle calls and lines around the block. Tons of kids, and it had a call back after a call back. We had like. I think at least five, and then you finally uh, perform for the uh, producers. But you had to, you had, you had a little scene, then you had to sing and dance too. So you kind of had to be able to kind of do it all. And fortunately, because my mom put me in a bunch of different activities to get me busy and out of trouble when I was a little kid, because I was hyper <laughs> and it was a upscale neighborhood growing up, um, all that stuff came in handy. <laughs> so I owe mom. <laughs> I exp explain this to me because look, we both started, you're 10 years old. You did it. At 10 years old, I was in a kid's group with a, the worst name ever. Peanut Butter and Jelly. Dude, I can't believe you remember that. Dude, I read your books. Of course I do. Peanut Butter and Jelly. I remember. <laughs> was it Dayton, Ohio? Yes. Was it yes. I mean, listen, Mario's throwing down with Kids Incorporated with Fergie, and I'm doing Peanut Butter and Jelly in Ohio with <laughs> who the hell even knows. She wasn't Fergie no. at the time. She was Stacy. I know. Stacy, oh, she was so cute. <laughs> Stacy, I was like, "What's that all about?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, but doing what I was doing in Ohio at that age, they were 
my peers, my fellow 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds and 12-year-olds were not having it. <laughs> what I can only imagine you as young Chicano dude, like, and you're like, yeah, man, I, I tap dance and I sit. And they, were they like, yeah, or were they like, wait one second, you? Because my peers were not, they didn't understand it at all. So picture, I grew up, so I'm, I'm a child of immigrants, right? My parents came from Mexico. We, uh, or they settled in Chula Vista, yeah. California, which is the border town to Tijuana. Only a couple hours south of LA, but a world of difference. <laughs> Not exactly the most upscale neighborhood, especially yeah. when I grew up. Yeah. Being a hyper kid, um, there was a lot of potential for trouble and going in the wrong direction. Yeah. So my mom's whole uh, program was to, to, to keep me busy every day after school with an ex- activity so I didn't have time to get in trouble. Yeah. So I was the only dancing, singing, wrestling, karate, theater kid I knew. But I never talked about it at school, Rob. And I was just one of those kids that kind of listened and did what my mom said. And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't ever talk about it or, or fortunately none of the paths crossed for my school kids until we had like talent shows. And my mom's like, well, you got to perform me. Well, you better do. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Talent shows. And then I was able to do stuff. Everybody was like, whoa, where the hell did that come from? What did you do? <laughs> what what you, wait, 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 wait. What, we, what was your talent? What was the first thing you did in the talent show at school where people were like, wait, this Mario, what the heck? I remember, I can't believe I remember this. Well, I remember the one in seventh, sixth grade. It was um, a dance to run DMC. My cousin and I did it because he danced too. Um, it's tricky. You know that song? It's, it's tricky, 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 uh, yeah, tricky. So we danced to that song and um, and we were, you know, breaking it down back then. Kids were like, whoa. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were breaking and we were popping. That was like during that era, which coincidentally, run DMC, and the Beastie Boys was my very first concert I ever went to down in San Diego, San Diego Sports Arena. I'll never forget. Oh, yeah. Run DMC and Beastie Boys. What was your first concert, by the way? David Cassidy. Come on. Really? Come on, man. David Cassidy. You know, I, I had okay. his haircut. Yeah, you did. <laughs> for here. Oh, yeah. And all I, my memory of it is he was, it was at Hera Arena in Dayton, Ohio in probably 1970 four or five and he was a tiny little white speck in an Elvis outfit <laughs> and that's all and, and the screaming and that's all I remember yeah yeah I don't know why I remember I, I think one of my uncles took me or something but it was cool I'll never forget it so yeah I didn't talk about it when I was so I know what you're saying I didn't talk about it because yeah I would have gotten oh. teased bullied beat up the whole deal but after that then they kind of you know, alright they're kind of we're intrigued a little bit. I still kind of brushed it off. I don't want to talk about it. I mean, it seemed like, oh yeah, we just kind of made that up. <laughs> that is, I've, cause I've wondered, I was, I was thinking that that had to have been a thing. That's smart. You just didn't, you just didn't tell anybody about it. And you had like, a, I didn't, I couldn't talk about it. And even when I was, so then I started like doing kids incorporated and I was on a show before that, a Norman Lear show called AK Pablo with the comic Paul Rodriguez. I never talked about any of that at school because just in my neighborhood, my, my, they didn't, you didn't talk about nobody liked any kind of, I didn't want them to think I'd be showing off or anything. And if people were to recognize me, I just kind of brush it off and wouldn't wow. really, I was almost embarrassed by it because I didn't want to be treated any different because I was one of the only kids, at least when I grew up that still attended like a regular public school. Mm-hmm. So even when I was doing say by the bell, I got to, I went to my, I got to experience prom. I, I, I wrestled for my school and did the, all the activities that, that a normal high schooler would do. I just, most of the time, um, the projects, because there were so many 
because we were all minors, they would shoot them in the summertime anyway because they want to mess with social workers and what have. Wow. That's yeah. such a different experience than I had. That's awesome. I didn't get to do, I mean, I loved high school baseball and, and wanted to play and, you know, the, you know, you don't tell the coach you're going to, you got to miss practice to go on an audition. Well, that's the thing. And that's how I got into wrestling. So I try to play team sports. Funny that you say that, but it's, it's not fair to the other teammates, right? Yeah. And, and coaches aren't very understanding because you disrupt this chemistry as opposed to individual sports where mm. all you have to do is beat out the guy in your weight class. But because I had wrestled since I was a little kid, I was pretty good by the time I got into high school. And, um, I beat out the guy in my weight class and that was it. I was on the team. That's never occurred to me. That's, uh, I, 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 I see, I just don't want anybody fucking with my, possibly fucking with my face. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, I would be like, don't break. I, yeah. I got my, you ever had your nose broken? I'm a nose broken once. I don't want that ever yeah. to happen again. It's, it hurt. And I have, and you know, I, I still box. And uh, we were talking, we were talking about that. So I've always been sort of partial to, well, listen, when you're growing up dancing and all that and growing up when I did that, my mom was smart enough to at least put me in wrestling and had my uncle showed me how to box and I had to be right. able to balance it yeah. to, to protect myself. Um, I mean, I had a lot of family, so they were, they were always there anyway, but, uh, I, I stopped boxing, um, at least competitively when I was younger because I started getting into acting. But then as I got older, they came up with really cool headgear with a bar and this and that. And now I, I do it just, uh, just it's for fun. And, and I always say, I always do it for more sanity than, than for vanity. And it's one of those things, wrestling, boxing, any martial arts. I love the level of respect and the commitment and the discipline that's involved. And it's something you can carry for the rest of your life. You can't necessarily play football for the rest of your life. But a, a guy I feel should know at least how to fight a little bit. because You'll need that, God forbid, maybe someday for the rest of your life. For sure. 100%. If you're thinking about doing some home remodeling, check out Window World. Go to windowworld.com and check out their Windows Inspiration Guide. The guide is a dream book of page after page of beautiful windows. It's not just about how good they look. These beauties earned the Good Housekeeping Seal and Energy Star certification. Go to windowworld.com to schedule your free consultation. Tell them you heard about it here on Literally with me, Rob Lowe, Window World, America's exterior remodeler. So I came home to a little gift in my bathroom the other day from our friends at Harry's. To get what you want, you have to challenge the status quo and blaze your own trail. You know who challenged the status quo? Harry's. They saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry and decided they had something better to offer. So instead of charging the same old ridiculous prices, Harry's found a way to make their beautifully designed razors, and they are beautiful, for a fraction of the price of the other big brands. Exceptional products, honest prices. That's Harry's. They have the highest customer satisfaction in shaving history and a no-risk trial. Don't like your shave? No worries. It's on them. Convenient subscription options that you can cancel at any time. And Harry's also has other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors. Richly lathering, skin-softening body wash and scents like Redwood, Wildland, and Stone. And an extra high-quality amazing smelling deodorant for just five bucks. I love their stuff. I'm so impressed by Harry's products. All of it. It's all good. Don't settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial 
set for just $3 at harrys.com slash rob. That's harrys.com slash rob for a $3 trial set. The weather is getting warmer. It's time to ditch the jackets and sweaters for shorts and tees. But there's no need to waste money on clothes that only last one season with Quince. Now you can get high quality pieces that never go out of style. You'll be wearing year after year. Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts for $30, performance polos, and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering with the top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman and passes the savings directly onto you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. My producer recently made an order for Quince, and here's what he had to say. I'm really excited to revamp my closet with Quince. I cannot wait for my items to arrive from Quince. You know, I'm a sweater guy. I was looking at that burgundy cashmere crew neck. I love the blue chore jacket. Maybe I'll throw some joggers in there. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash rob for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Rob to get free shipping and 360 day returns. Quince dot com slash Rob. You got to tell me about doing a chorus line on Broadway and who did you play and how did that happen? That sounds flipping awesome. And how about this, Mario? I saw the original cast in A Chorus Line. Oh, how cool. It was in, It was insane. It was, again, probably 1975. It was, it was 1975. Insane. Such an, so ahead of its time, oh. even back then, and it still held up. So that was one of those bucket list things I always wanted to do was just to be able to say I've worked on Broadway yep. and I had a six month run. Um, I played Zach, the director, but they sort of embellished his role. So he ended up, um, singing and dancing a lot more and they sort of kind of added stuff, which was kind of cool. Wow. So at the time I, I joined a production that had already been going. Yeah. Uh, and it was a wonderful experience. A lot of hard work, eight shows a week. And towards the last three months, it became really difficult because I was doing this MTV show at the time called ABDC, America's Best Dance Crew that I hosted. So on my dark day, Monday, I would fly back. Oh no, wait, what? Eight shows a week and flying? Once, yes, one on my dark day, fly back and, and then sleep and then get robbed. Then I had to land. I went and I had to do a matinee and then the one at oh. night. And then I was so exhausted. It caught up with me. Thank God. The, but the silver lining there, um, I met my wife during that, uh, during that run on uh, a chorus line. So that was, uh, that was a nice bonus. And you, and you have three kids now? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I have three kids. I have uh, Gia. Dominic and Santino. My wife's Italian. That's why they sound like the cast of Sopranos. <laughs> and, uh, uh, 12, 9, and 4. Okay. 12, 9, and 4. That's yeah. such a great age. That's such... It's great oh, it's such a great age. It's I'm soaking it all up right now because I know it's about to change. My, my daughter, uh, she's already a, a bit of a handful right now, even at 12, going on. 19, it feels like, but I'm taking them all. We're all going to the Dodgers game tonight. So, I'm, oh, you I'm are. To- I'm, I, 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 I'm, I've got my, my setup ready to watch. 
Mario and I are huge Dodger fans. Huge, huge, right. huge, huge, huge. Right. So you'll love this. The other day I'm watching the game. This, you know, the new kid Miller? Yeah. Is it Bobby Miller, right? Is that, I think huh. his first name. G, G, he was lights out. But I'm watching at home on TV and I can see him changing his grip. To, so I can literally go, see that he's tipping his pitches on television and throwing, I, okay, here's going to be an off-speed pitch. Off-speed pitch. Here's going to be another, here comes the fastball. Not during the, in the stretch, fine. From the full windup, I text Dave in the dugout. <laughs> I go, Dave. He's, he's, I, I'm sure, I go. I, I go. I'm sure you've got people over this. I, I'm sure, but I, I just. I'm sitting here and he's tipping his pitches. I. I, I can see his pitches at home. He's like, That's really? Awesome. It did. By the way. By the way, the guy was lights out. Didn't make one bit of difference. But it did was. Did he a, respond? Yeah. Yo, he said, "Really? I'm going to put some guys on it. Thanks, man." That's great. That's great. Isn't that fun? That's fun. You probably do just as good of a job. <laughs> it's so fun. I love I love baseball so much. It's so No, cool. me too. I love it. It's great. There's I mean we go to a lot of uh, team sports, it's the kids' favorites, and there's nothing like it. We always look forward to it. Dodger Stadium on a, a August night might be one of the great things in the world. And particular for sure in Los Angeles. That and maybe something at the Hollywood Bowl, if you can deal with the traffic. Yeah, that's, that's that's another oh yeah, it's the best. When it's when it's nice out and you're able to drink and hang out and, oh. and uh, especially with a great band. I think we usually go over here. We haven't gone this year uh yet, but we I think we have tickets to go see um, a friend of mine, Maxwell, R and B singer. Sure, Maxwell, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's great. He's he's uh I think this coming up this next month, so I'm uh I'm looking forward to that. Well, back to the Dodgers really quick. Last night, or I think it's the whole weekend they're celebrating, was Fernando Valenzuela Day. Oh, that was... I am so bummed I wasn't there. I, okay, I hate to keep telling this story like, well, when I, when I bring it back... No, but, I love those stories. But, Please okay, continue to do that. I was there the very first time he took the mound at Dodger Stadium. Come on! Yep. You were? Yep. I believe it What was... He came 1980? In, came in in relief... He did. I feel. I feel like it was a playoff game against the Houston Astros. If I'm not somebody got hurt. I forgot who got hurt. Yep. And he came to relief. You're right. And then by and and was lights out in that postseason. And then by the next season was was the famous rookie year. Only player to be rookie of the year and win the Cy Young Award and win World Series at 18. <laughs> well, that's the thing. There was always this thing about how old is he really, and was right. it. And was it because he looked like he looked like yeah. he looked he looked old from the beginning. He looked he looked old from the beginning. But even that year, Robbie had five um, shutouts that year. Well, back then they used to play, pitch a lot of complete games it was, too. I mean, can you imagine if they would use the analytics and and the game the way it is today? Probably could last it another seven eight years. He was just I love they retired his jersey. What a stud, Fernando yeah, yeah, Mania. That's right. That's right. Oh, so good. Do you have a? I, I how have you not done a sports? centered something yet or have you and i just don't am forgetting about it so i recently um produced along with uh with mark Wahlberg, who's in front of mine we just, we're really happy with the way it turned out um produced a doc on uh another friend of mine oscar de la hoya which yeah. i would love for you to check out it's we're so blessed we've gotten great reviews oh great we're talking hbo's talking about do we want to Submitted for a, a, a regular Emmy or a sports Emmy, and and it's uh, and it's done really well. It's called the Golden Boy, and it's about um, Oscar De La Hoya and his life uh, leading up to his, uh, him being a championship fighter, and then 
post life as a promoter and all the shenanigans he's got into. And I got to say, not just because being involved, but it's probably one of the most raw, vulnerable documentaries, um, especially focusing on an athlete that I think I've ever seen. And I'd love for you to check it out and get your thoughts, but really proud of the way it turned out. Where can I see? Is it on HBO? On HBO. It's on HBO. It's a couple parts um, called The Golden Boy. I think you'll really dig it. Or now Max, I guess they're calling it. Which, yes. by the way, I can't believe they had this iconic brand <laughs> that's synonymous with, with quality, work. with awards. Yeah, with awards. Just, just, just with the top tier, just greatness. And we're going to go with Max, which... Especially us in our, I keep thinking Cinemax. I can't get out of my head. Yeah, just a weird move. I'm like TJ Maxx. Yeah, right. Exactly. But anyway, that's on HBO slash Max uh, to check out. And that was a wonderful experience. And I learned a lot. Um, and it took a lot of time. But because of that, now a lot of other athletes have sort of uh, approached me uh, and us to, to kind of tell their story. So it's um, I'm excited about kind of continuing uh, in that lane. Okay. How good a golfer is Mark? Talking about Wahlberg here. Here's the thing: I don't really play. I have the irony is I have a golf tournament. Um, that oh, yeah, I just assume, I just assumed you really played all the time because uh, of your golf tournament. Only because they, it, it takes too much time. I don't have any time. You know, right, I'm doing like right, three shows a day. Right, I, really, right. I wish I had more time. I don't. I don't have the right. time. And the little time I do have, I use to kind of train. Right. So I'll get out there whacking around, but I'm not. A, I'm not a player by all means. But Mark plays a lot. I know that he plays a lot. So I think it's good. <laughs> I mean. I got to say, he's a burly play. <laughs> you, you, Wahlberg, me, who else would be in like the hardest working club? Because I, I don't think anybody's topping you or Wahlberg. Well, you know, for sure. one of the reasons I've been such a big fan of yours, um, not only uh, just the way you are as an individual, but you've been able to sort of sustain this level of success for so many years now and, and continuing to. Um, do all these different types of projects. Going back to my, there are no rules, whether you're acting or producing or hosting or now doing the podcast. I think that's just awesome. And incorporating your family and the projects you do with your son. I think that's, that's the coolest thing, man. So it's such an inspiration. But again, I think you, at this day and age, you got to be a savage and you got to want to be a hustler and keep that mentality. I'm never one to want to rest uh, um, on my laurels. And, and I think, yeah. especially growing up, when you don't have any uh, money and you start to make a little bit, you can either go one of two ways. You either start to kind of relax a little bit and become a little more of a, of a flossy guy, as the kids would say, or you always kind of have that train of thought of like, you know what, this could end at any moment. It's show business. Some, somebody, you could say the wrong thing, you'll get canceled, this and that, yeah. and it can all go away. So I always have that mentality, like it all, it all go away. So I always like to kind of keep at it and whatever I'm doing. It's the athlete mentality too. It's like, you know, there's some young kid coming up trying to bust your rice bowl. It's my favorite phrase ever. It's like, you know, it's like there's always some new kid on the block and, you know, use it or lose it. Exactly right. Exactly right. But you know, now you've achieved like icon status and you're, it's different. So now, no, and now with everything being so diluted, see Rob, when, you know, I'd like to think like yesteryear when, when we started becoming well-known, famous, whatever, it was only like three channels. Like that was real fame. If you were famous well, back in the day, that's real fame. Everybody did the work because there wasn't that many outlets. Now, because of the thousand channels and the streaming services and the YouTubes, all that, it's so diluted. The fame isn't really what it used to be. So we were lucky sort of in that era that that was, do you agree? or? Oh, 100%. And it's funny, I didn't mention it when you were talking about it, but this is, you mentioned AKA Pablo. 
not only do I remember it. Oh, come on. Yes. And I, I remember the font of the title. And that was a show that did not work at all. But in, in that era, you could have a, a, an unsuccessful show. I'll bet you, I'll bet you 10 million people probably watched the episode that they thought was a debacle ratings wise. You're right. Right. Because the only the three channels and just by default, you're going to stumble upon it and you're exactly right. Isn't that wild? Oh, and, and, and now if, if you did a version of AKA Pablo that didn't work, literally nobody, nobody would see it. You go, okay, I love Succession. Succession is one of my favorite shows, right? Great show. It's my Mount Rushmore. Uh, I, I, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. But when you look at who actually watches it in terms of viewership, it's like it's it's not it's not AKA Pablo. Yeah, right. exactly. It's no. not success. Here's the title for this this episode: Succession is not AKA Pablo. <laughs> That's a takeaway. That's what I'm yeah. going. With. <laughs> uh, it's all it, everything is so different, and it's it's the same with baseball. Like you said, with analytics, it's. The world is so unrecognizably different. And, but, you know, it's like some of it makes me scratch my head. Some of it I hate. Some of it I love. Some of it I'm I'm ambivalent about. But, you know, it's adapt or die always. Yeah. Have no choice. Exactly right. I mean, what about, how are you down with the AI? Here's the thing. You should be rooting for AI because you can license yourself and you can do 17 more shows because you'll let the AI Mario do half of them. That's the way I look at it. That's exactly the way I look at it. If they allow us to license ourselves and we can get that locked in, then I'm all about it. Let them do personal appearances. Let them do other shows. (laughs) Hologram. You'll be like Tupac showing up at Coachella. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It is a little scary. And listen, I understand and respect what the the writers um, and the actors for that matter incredibly valid reasons, but it's hard to argue with, or it's inevitable, the technology will start to sort of take over. We have to learn how to implement it, incorporate it, or work with it, because we can't fight against it. We're going to lose. It's a scary scary sort of time, though, in that space. It literally is the, if you, whatever the industrial revolution, I mean, they they call it a revolution for a reason. Mm -hmm. This is going to make the industrial revolution look like a non-event. Hmm. You're right. I mean, it, we're going to wake up not even 10 years from now, three and a half, five, five years as an eternity, and we will not recognize our in any industry. We won't recognize you're, it. You're right, because it's not just the entertainment industry. I think every sector will be affected, and that's the scary thing. I actually think we'll be affected least of yeah. some. I mean, uh, you know, Whose people whose jobs are looking at X-rays? Yeah, bro. Truckers, anything you put it applies to anything. You know, like you know, transactional lawyers, tax preppers, mm-hmm. bro. It's yeah, like bro. The, the it's like the asteroid is hit, and you're the that long necked dinosaur. Right, it, right. Prayers it, up. We'll hang in there. Right, right. I mean, but but it is. It's what it is, and like you it can't is be. What a, it is. You're right. I've always heard that phrase luddite, and I didn't really realize the what it meant, it meant the Luddites were the people that tried to stop the cotton gin. Mm. They're like, no, no, you can't do that machine. We don't like machines. No machines forever. And, you know, see how it went for them. You know, you can't be a Luddite. You gotta. You're a Luddite. 
Yeah, can't be a Luddite. Um, okay, you're getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's very exciting. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Do you know what your location is? I don't know. I'm sure there'll be a nice homeless encampment right by. This. <laughs> but I don't care. I don't care. I just think, you know, this little Mexican kid from Chilvest is going to be there. I mean, my mom and dad proud. I'll be very happy. So they don't care what uh, who's hanging out, camping out, <laughs> doing whatever. But It's a real thing, man. Who's yours? Well, now that you asked. <laughs> Mine is right in front. Because listen, you know what it's like. You're ju- you literally could be a homeless encampment. It's like a, mine's in front of the Jamba Juice on, uh, you know, Lost Palm. Whatever. Mine's in front of Musso and Franks. Thank you very much. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. This is the of course yeah. it is. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Musso and Franks, That'd be man. awesome. I, I hope at least I'm on the same block. That'd be cool. <laughs> well, that, well, the other thing is that I guess they, now they're doing actually not on Hollywood Boulevard. They're doing like a, like half blocks off of like, you know, Las Palmas or whatever, I think. Well, they're like Hollywood adjacent. Okay. Uh, yes. You better make sure you're not getting a Hollywood adjacent. I don't want to get the adjacent. Good. Thanks for the heads up. I'm going to look into that. <laughs> get, listen, this is my, my, my tip. No Hollywood adjacent for you. No, 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 no. no I, mean, I mean, ask yourself, would Dick Clark's uh, accept Hollywood adjacent? Exactly. No, come on. 40 years? I don't want to be Hollywood adjacent. No. <laughs> no. And then the other thing is always fun is like, then who are your neighbors? You right. know what's weird? It's kind of like, it's kind of like being able to look at your headstone and go, oh, I didn't know they were going to bury me next to who. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, right. it's right. It's a whole weird, who do you know? Have you thought about who is going to speak on your behalf yet? Um, I thought about it in some friends, um, um, because you got to have them in the entertainment industry, right? Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. I asked Mark; he said he would speak. And, oh, great! I was going to suggest he'd be great. Yeah, and uh, Eva Longoria, who I'm good friends with, she would she uh, volunteered, which was nice. And, great. And, uh, so yeah, I thought about uh, a couple people, but uh, haven't really given it uh, too much thought other than when it was initially announced. Some people had reached out, which was really nice. But as it gets closer, do you, how long is your little speech got to be? How long does that have to be? Not long. Okay, good. It, it, it's. I feel like it's. Five minutes. Okay, great. I mean, it really is. I mean, because listen, you're they're up there. I think there's like three people. I think I said one, two, three. You know, I think I had three people, and then it's you and you're in and out. I mean, perfect. I like it. In and out. You know what the next move is, or I don't know, goal, but I think it'd be kind of funny. Um, do you have a wax figure? No. I mean, so, I mean, people have accused me of being a wax right. figure, but I don't have <laughs> one myself. <laughs> see, oh, see, we got to have a wax figure. We got to get a wax figure going. Madam Trousseau's. But the question is like, what iteration of you? Right, that's a good question. They're good because they've gotten really good at these wax figures. Sometimes we'll get some on the show. The Madam Trousseau people will come and it's like, whoa, they're, they're getting really, really good. They're, 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 they're also frightening, right? The Madam right. like. They're like, it's like looking at a, it's like looking at an inanimated body or something. Yeah. Have, have you, have you been to the proper Madame Tussauds in London ever? No, not the one in London. I have not. The one in London is the OG. That's the one. Is it impressive? It's impressive. And it always makes me laugh who they choose to have like in the place of honor who's new. Right. And you're always like, really? Scott Disick has a wax figure? Like, really? no, I, I'm just making it up. I'm just like, <laughs> know, like, but you know what I mean? It's like they, they, yeah. I want to, I want to know who runs their, uh, outreach to what's cool and happening. Yeah. Madame Tussauds. Cause yeah. sometimes I'm like, 
I don't think they really understand. Yeah, yeah, right. They don't understand. But right, it's like the Hollywood star, like a wax figure. Those are like the things that sort of, you know. And then oh, I, I, I bro. Think, no, no, no. You're missing the, the ultimate. Which one? A bobblehead. Oh, yeah. Bob, I got a bobblehead. <sighs> I got a bobblehead. I don't have one right here behind me. My wife. Yeah, because my I got a bobblehead. Okay, my good. mom dresses it up at Christmas and puts it on the tree. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> got to have a bobblehead. I'm very excited to go to Dodger Stadium and get Joe Kelly's Mariachi Joe bobblehead. Yes. I'm so glad he's back. <laughs> so glad he's back. Transform your bathroom cleaning with Wet and Forget Weekly Shower Cleaner. You just spray today and rinse tomorrow for a no-scrub clean. With over 33,000 five-star reviews. This is your once-a-week solution to keeping your tub and shower surfaces sparkling clean. Available at Amazon, Lowe's, Menards, Home Depot, and Ace Hardware. Join thousands who've switched to an easier clean. Get your wet and forget weekly shower cleaner today and make your bathroom sparkle with zero scrubbing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been listening to Literally long enough, you'll know that I am a big believer in getting the help you need. Therapy has been a big, big, big part of my life and something I think we should be all doing as needed, just like checking the oil on your car. I've spoken about this and we all carry around different stressors, big and small. We keep them bottled in and it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get the things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Rob Lowe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Rob Lowe. I love fast cars, but there aren't a ton of high performance EVs. They're certainly out here there. But when I when I get a chance to get behind the wheel of one, it's I love it. And I was blown away by the Kia EV6 GT. When you get behind the wheel of the Kia, it, it is literally like being in a state of the art rocket ship, but also comfortable. The thing goes from zero to sixty. In 3.4 seconds, it is the premium driving experience. And of course, it's an EV. So the climate thanks you. SiriusXM provides access to over 165 channels in the vehicle. Music, sports, news, comedy, yacht rock. Let's go. Little, little steely Dan going in your Kia. Come on now. So check it out today. It is the all-electric Kia EV6 GT. I had a blast checking it out. Believe me, you should do it yourself via kia.com slash EV6. To learn more, that is kia.com slash EV6. Kia, movement that inspires. Okay, what else are there? What are, what else is our bucket list? I like this. I, I like the way that, all the other really uh, a, a sign that you you made it or you uh, people really really know you are is if you have a, an impersonator. 
where you have a series of impersonators around, right? Because if someone is impersonating mm. you, that means you are so famous that they, other people, because those about that's about the barometer. Because if you have an impersonator, then I think you, you've made it since everyone knows. That usually this, applies though to musical artists. But I feel like, I feel like that industry needs to like raise its game. I, I'm like, the impersonator game? They've yeah, I, I, like I, Michael and Madonna. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like, for like the longest time. There's right? been a lot of James Dean still and right, right, Marilyn, right. Marilyn Monroe. It's like, right. really? Yeah. Come on, guys, come on. Going back to my whole different fame for back in yesteryear, though. That's right. Impersonator famous, that means everyone knows you, not just a niche crowd. James Dean had four movies, I think. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Crazy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean... Legendary. I was. It's funny. I was driving up to Kelly Slater's um, Wave Ranch, Surf Ranch. Is by the way, is one of the great things. It looks so cool. I want a guy that looks so cool. Oh, it's so fun. And all of a sudden, I had this like tingling sensation. Like when you go, like, wait, I've seen this before, and I realized I was going through the intersection that James Dean got killed in. Oh wow, where is that exactly? I, and, and- I know everybody thinks it was like Mulholland or Sunset. No, 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 no. Uh-huh. It's 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 about an hour and a half north and into the desert from Santa Barbara. Oh wow! I learned something today. I was yeah. I was wow. No, and it's and it's just a, you know, it was just he was going straight on a road and a guy made a left turn right into him. Never had a chance to do anything. But it's like this super barren, lonely, super creepy, weird, and and that and I'm like yep. And there's like a little plaque, and there it is. Wow, that's interesting. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, but we, but they. Uh, oh, I also know. Well, here's what I also want to talk about. You're a sneakerhead. You've got your footwear collection coming out. Oh yeah, thanks for asking. So I've gotten to get into this whole space, whether it's cologne or or um, fitness equipment and uh, uh, a whole bunch of other dog products, all kinds of other stuff. But I'm excited about the footwear collection because. They're really cool, trendy, affordable, most importantly, well-made sneakers that uh, I'm proud of the way they came out. So yeah, the-, the, the do, we have a, do we have a name for the shoe or a name for the line yet? I did just the Mario Lopez kicks, I think. Mario Lopez kicks? Yes. Okay, I have a gift for you. I have a, I have a name okay. for one of the shoes for you. I cannot believe you didn't think of it yet. What's that? Kicks Incorporated. Ah! <laughs> Come on! Come That's on. the kids line. Yes, That's the kids line. Kicks yes. Incorporated. Kicks Incorporated. Damn it, Rob. That's good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Do you have any high tops? I do have high tops. I will send you some. I got high tops. We've got loafers, but they're mainly like cool, different kind of dress sneakers. I love it. I love it. I mean, people, do you believe how this, how industrious this guy is? It's the absolute greatest. I love, I think a work ethic is the, is the greatest. It's one of the reasons that my wife has one of the great work ethics of, of anybody I've ever met. And, and like when I was a young guy dating everybody I could possibly figure out. And I, I was like, wow, this, this is a woman with a work ethic. And I was like, okay. And it was the thing I fell in love with. But I, I love, I love that your, your sphere of vision and the fact that it goes back to Dick Clark. He was the guy that, said, do it all. Yes, he was. And I, I admire and respect the work ethic more than anything, too. I think that's the one thing that my parents, more than anything, who, by the way, are still together after 52 years. Wow. Um, 
instilled in me more than anything. Again, I think coming you need, here. By the way, you need a work ethic for that. Yeah, exactly. Big, big my mom deserves a medal. Yeah. Just being with my dad. Holds, you know? <laughs> yep. They, they both were strong. My dad worked for the city. My mom worked for the phone company. Blue collar workers, but they were really hard. My dad, when I was at home, you couldn't just hang out and watch TV. If he saw you hanging out and watch TV, unless it was like right before you were to go to bed, he would put you to work. I, I'd have to do something. Even if there was no work to be done, he'd make me dig a ditch or something. He just did not like me just being hanging out and being lazy right there. A friend, if they spent the night, he would put him to work. <laughs> so nobody wanted to ever spend the night. So I think because of that work, I grew up like that. And I've always kind of had that sort of mentality. I mean, it's kind of hard. It's hard for me to relax. I like just kind of kick back. I don't even know what that feels like. I'm the same, exactly the same way. I mean, I don't idle well at all. Yes. Um, but that said, I also spend a lot of time, not a lot of time, but I'm really good at like in my own company daydreaming. It's like thinking, it's just in, it, within my thoughts. Because you can spend I think, a lot of time alone? Yeah, I can for sure. Real, I can do it real easily. I'm, I'm, I, I love people. It's why I, what you said makes you a natural host is you're, you love people. Yeah. I'm the same. That said, I'm a loner. Does that make any sense? It does. I need to, and I think it's healthy. I need to work on that. I mean, it's hard when my kids are still so small. Your, yeah. your kids, I know, are older and they could do their own thing now. Yeah. They're, they're kind of on me, right? All the time. Yeah. And I'm involved in a lot of their activities. But I think it's important. And, I, you know, other than when I go to mass, when I go to church, because my wife with the, our little guy, it's hard for her right now. Other than that, that's like my only alone time, to be honest with you. So I'll go on, on Sundays. And if I miss like Catholic guilt, I feel bad. I'll go light a candle and I'll hang out. But other than that, um, that's the only time I'm ever really alone because I'm either working or I'm at home with the family. How do you, but then how do you recharge? Because you're giving, giving, giving. And, and listen, giving to the family is re recharges you in its own way, for sure. But it's still giving. So like for me, being alone, like, like I'm going to go, when we're done, I'm going to go hit just chips and balls and putt and beat, beat but, but, but I'm alone. And I'm doing something and I'm with my thoughts and, you know, or then I'll go sit on the beach and, and it's the only way I recharge from the, the giving, which is, you know, being on, right? Like, yeah. like giving the energy, all that stuff. Right. Yeah, no, you're, it, you're, you're so right. And like I said, it's, I think, essential. Unfortunately, I just haven't figured it out yet other than when I'm traveling which most of the time is by myself. I'm alone on the plane or I'm yep. in, 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 and I get to, I'm trying to think other than the plane itself, I, you know, I'll go outside, maybe I'll light a cigar, have a little drink, I'll relax a little bit. My wife too is um, wonderful and very supportive and understands the fluid schedule of this business and, and uh, all the craziness that it, it entails. She, she's awesome. And ever since she came to my life too, it sort of just complimented everything. So I don't, I don't ever want to come home though at the same time, just give her leftovers either. Yes. So it's, it's tough. So that's the one thing that is kind of tough, but I do feel, um, I, that's something I do have to work on. I'll get you into meditation. That'll be the next thing we'll talk about next time we, because right. I think next time we see each other, I'll be talking to you for sure. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You know, I mean, because I pray to me, that's essentially meditation. 100% for sure. So I do do that. Every night, um, every every night, every morning, every night. I do morning and night. Try yeah, it. I don't. I don't. You know, I don't do morning. I'll do. I'll, I'll do like a quickie. 
I don't have kind of like a quickie. Yeah. So I have, cross, I have my little little mantra and I go about my day. But at night, I have my little daily devotional book. I'll crack it open, look forward to that, pray and, and have my uh, meditation, if you will. Well, that's, listen, that's the best alone time you can have. It doesn't get any better than so that. So I do, yeah. So that's what? 15 minutes or so, whatever. But uh, did that, that does, that's like primo, 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 a grade alone time. Yeah, I do do that. I do do that. Yeah. yeah that's super important. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I like that. Yeah. Brother, this is fun. Thanks for doing this. It was so fun talking to you. Always the best. It's the best. I love talking to you. I love when you tell me all these stories, man. It's <laughs> the best. I love going down memory lane and all that stuff because I'm a fan. I'm a fan of television and, and film and music. So that's why I still love hosting these entertainment shows because I'm really still a fan. And I love, and especially people that I grew up with really liking and getting like the opportunity to hear their stories. And I'm already a fan. It makes it even cooler. Like all these new stories, with all due respect, they're great and really talented and they're fascinating people. And I enjoy talking to them. But when I get to talk to somebody that I grew up with that I really like, I go, that's what makes it really cool and like pitch me moments. So again, I appreciate it. And you're the best, man. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks, brother. What a great dude. What a great dude. Um, I hope that you enjoyed uh, getting to know Mario in a way that you're probably not going to on all his various stuff that he's doing, going a little deeper. All right, just one more thing before we end today's episode. Let's check the lowdown line. Hello, you've reached literally in our lowdown line where you can get the lowdown on all things about me, Rob Lowe. 323-570-4500. So have at it. Here's the beep. Hey, Rob, this is Jason. I'm calling from New Jersey. Big fan of yours, mainly from the West Wing days. Uh, My question for you is this. Have you found that a character that you've played has influenced your personality? Like has Chris Traeger's positivity rubbed off on your life? or Sam's politics rubbed off on your life. Uh, And that's my question for you. So I hope to hear back. Thanks. Oh, man, thank you so much for listening and uh, calling in and the question. Um, It's a little bit of of the chicken and the egg thing. Like, what comes first? The character affecting you or you affecting the character? Um, And you mentioned um, the two characters that I would have referenced about this subject because Chris Traeger on Parks and Rec and Sam Seaborn on the West Wing are are not only very close to my heart and and I love those characters um but they are very emblematic of who I am in a lot of ways and I think it's like when actors say I was born to play that role that's really what they're saying right they're saying there's something that they know they have in themselves that they can bring to that role that no one else could and that will make that role be memorable in a way that no one else could. And I, and I really felt that with Sam for sure. And Traeger was a little different. That sort of developed because that was sort of a blank slate that Mike Schur, who created Parks and Rec, um, kind of came up with this character that 
changed very quickly from what it was originally written as based on, again, what the actor, me, um, brings to it. And Mike was smart enough to um, see the stuff um, that, that, that I was doing and, and wrote to that. Um, but yeah, in terms of like taking something from the part and that, and that part too is, uh, I think it's all part and parcel of, of the same thing. And, and I, I feel like, uh, those are the two, you, you hit the nail on the head. Those are the two that are probably the most like me, um, in many ways. Thanks for the question. Um, thank you for listening. Um, I appreciate you, you always. Um, I'm meeting a lot of you out in the world these days. Come, people coming up and saying how much they like the podcast. I love hearing that. It really, really makes me happy. So uh, if you get a chance to go on Apple and give us a five star, that would be um, sweet because I am paying attention. I'm paying attention. I'm listening. Anyway, um, thank you guys. And I will see you all next week on Literally. You've been listening to Literally with Rob Lowe, produced by me, Nick Liao, with help from associate producer Sarah Bagar. Research by Alyssa Grawl, editing by Jerron Ferguson. Engineering and mixing by Rich Garcia. Our executive producers are Rob Lowe for Low Profile, Adam Sachs, Jeff Ross, and myself for Team Coco, and Colin Anderson for Stitcher. Booking by Deirdre Dodd, music by Devin Bryant. Special thanks to Hidden City Studios. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Literally with Rob Lowe. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.